sorry, you guys. Um, we have been trying to get everything together. We're a little rusty. So I'm going to go ahead and silence these notifications because we're not going to start <laughs> over. That's just how it is. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that we're back. This is the Something Like a Phoenix podcast. Um, we've taken a bit of time off. So we just want to go ahead and update you guys on why we have taken such a long time off. Yes, and, and we also want to say thank you guys for the ones who did check in with Jamila, wondering what was going on and just kind of staying on our heels so that we can get things back up and running. And I am happy to say that we are back. We're like back, back. Yes, we are super back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I'm excited though. Um, we We initially decided to like, ended for season one but we did not intend on taking such a long break but you know like it happens to everyone life just continues to happen and 2019 was a beast and I think it was a beast for everybody so you know so what was going on with you I was like I'm taking a step back and I needed to like work through some things and like heal and refocus and just like really be restored. And for me, 2019 was definitely one of the hardest years of my life. And I can't even really tell you like what specific event happened that made right. it so hard, mm -hmm. but it was just like a, a ton of different small things that kind of just weighed down on me. And I know that when I get in that space, that it's time for me, as I said, to just take a step back to see, okay, what is the bigger, bigger picture in all of this? And, and what is it that I ought to be focusing on? Refocus there and then get back moving. And, and that's just kind of what I did for, um, you know, all of last year, I really didn't do a whole lot of speaking. I think I took like two speaking engagements. And mm -hmm. other than that, I just I, I just laid back. I, I did a lot of writing and just a lot of um, internalizing. I think I did a lot of self-focus and a lot of just trying to um, refigure things out. Right. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. For me, I know you said it wasn't like one specific thing, but for me, you know, it was a bunch of specific <laughs> things yeah. that were happening and it was really disheartening and it was honestly really hard. Um, it Like I battled, you know, Betty, I battled with like my spirituality. I feel mm -hmm. like I didn't, I didn't battle with my faith per se, but just the way and like my spiritual practice and just trying to figure things out and have an understanding and we can like elaborate on that. But in addition to that, it was a lot of things going on with my family. Um, we had a lot of blessings. I know like now that I'm thinking about it, like there were a lot of great things that, mm -hmm. that I showed. Um, but I didn't really, I, I did pull back from like being that super inspirational person that I am like always, offering like advice and like all these kind of things. Um, I went ahead and put myself in therapy. I've been in therapy every single week, um, except for like maybe two weeks. But um, from, I think it was like the end of May to 
um, to now. And so now it's not every week. Now it's every two weeks. And then she's going on maternity leave. Excuse me. She's going on maternity leave. So I'll have like a two month break of like no therapy, but I feel like I'm in a good space now, but it was, it was that serious yeah. that I needed to really take therapy seriously because when Ryan passed away, I did therapy. Um, Luther and I have done therapy. My husband, we've done therapy here and there, but I have never been this consistent with it. So, mm -hmm. and I'm happy about that because I personally struggle with consistency period in everything. Mm -hmm. um, because my mind is just like all over the place all the time, but having a standing appointment with my therapist has been super beneficial. The main thing when she asked me, well, why, you know, they, they're like, why are you here? <laughs> mm. And I'm like, because I feel like I am a public success and a private failure. And I don't mm. like feeling like that. Yeah. And a lot, most people would disagree with me, like even you, who you know, the ins and outs, um, the things that I go through. Um, I don't think you shared that sentiment with me that I was like a private failure, <laughs> but I yeah. still, I still felt that way for myself because I don't know, I just did. But now that imposter syndrome is kind of withering away. Um, mm -hmm. it's a daily thing. And I think it's something that everybody deals with, but it's just so much going on. It's so much content that we're taking in on like social media. And I just didn't want to be a part of the problem. If that makes right. sense. And I think sometimes too, um, like you said, you, you just taking a step back and just looking at things and then also just allowing yourself to be. And I think that with social media, we get so caught up sometimes in other people's lives and, and how mm -hmm. the process and other people's journey that when we look over at them in their lane, we feel like we're lacking or we're slow or we're not coming around when, you know, you don't understand what, what process or what journey they're on. And that's why it's so important for me, what has really kept me and has really kept me focused even this year is just understanding that I am running my own race. Like the race that God has laid out for me is for me. And it's not going to look like this person. It's not going to look like this person, but it's going to look like mine and my hurdles, the things that I have to jump over, the things that I have to leap over, all of those things that knock me down while I'm racing, all of these things is going to look completely different. And when we look at others, other people's lives and other people triumphs, then we, in a sense, can feel like, wow, like you said, you know, maybe I am a private failure in a public success because I'm still struggling with these things when in reality, those people and a lot of people that we see, that we look up to, that we admire are fighting similar battles, but right. they never post about it. Exactly. They never talk about it. Yeah. And I, and I think to me, I've wondered, I'm like, should I talk about all the things that I'm going through? Um, but what my therapist told me, and this is helpful for anyone who is like in like that motivational kind of inspirational realm or people look up to, she was like, you don't, she was like, what do you know about me? I was like, I know that you're a therapist and I know that you're pregnant because you can visibly see that. <laughs> and I know that you're married. 
Um, and that's it. And she was like, you don't have to know everything about my life for me to help you. So she told me, I don't have to divulge every single thing about me in order to help others. Because for me, the way that I help people, I just, I'm like, girl, and I went through this and I went through that and I was here and I was there and I'm just like telling all of my business. But I have gone through certain things where I I have learned that everything is not, like I'm still in my test in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I don't think it it's wise to necessarily share with everyone your test. You got to wait for it to be a testimony because it's going to be so many plot twists and turns and everything like that. And I and I also realized like last season I think last season was great, but I think that I can say that I was speaking from a point where I was still in my test. Mm-hmm. And it was not a testimony just yet. Right. And that was the thing that kind of made me mortified. Like, oh, my God, like, I got to take that back or I got to clarify. And it's like, I'm not. Because what it is, is honestly, it's the growth. And I hope that people see the growth and they understand that we're all human and that we may have conjured up enough courage to get on this microphone. But and you know do this podcast but we're very much a work in progress just like anyone that's listening you know to this so yeah yeah so yeah what would you say so i'm so looking forward so that was like 2019 so 2020 i kind of like hit the ground running mm-hmm. i started um my open a call again. So I'm doing like my Bible study prayer things on there and then just blogging and all of that stuff. But one thing I can say is that every year it seems as though like the Lord gives me a word for that year. Mm -hmm. And this year that word has been just commitment and staying Mm -hmm. committed. And, you know, even though sometimes it's easy for us to pull away from our dreams and from our purpose and from the things that we know God has called us to or that we are gifted at in doing, we pull away from those things when the trials come. But one thing for me this year, um, I truly believe that, again, my word is commitment and just staying committed and persevering and enduring the hard times, the struggles, all those things that's going to happen this year, because, you know, I don't think that we're going to be exempt from trials and exempt from things this year. And the, the, the point, though, is that for me, my plan is to really just remain committed to the things that I know I am called to do. Right. And <clears throat> that's crazy. Yours is commitment. Mine is consistency. Mm-hmm. So. I remember you said a few days ago, you were like, because you were going through some things and you're like, I'm just not going to let that stop me this time. I'm not going to start over. And I felt that because a lot of times we get hit with some really heavy stuff and then we'll sit there and be like, well, maybe that's just because it's not time. (laughs) It's just not our time. And things are going to continue to happen and things have continued to happen. to mm-hmm. us um and we've been like just scraping just trying to keep going um but I knew that for me like I was really on empty um and I have prayed every year I pray to God that he makes me 
um, or puts that spirit of consistency in me, like consistency mm-hmm. in prayer, consistency, consistency um, in health and fitness, consistency in business, um, because I always end up stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Um, and it may not come off that way to like social media, but for me, I had to take a step away. I was still on social media, but I had to stop factoring in social media into my life <laughs> in terms yeah. of like the decisions that I'm making. Like social, like I kept thinking about life, like life before social media. How was it? Yeah. How did I communicate with people? Um, how did married people communicate? Um, how did we interact with our children? Like, I had to really think about that because it's so consuming. It um, is. And I always tell this young girl, I I'll, every time I talk to her, I say, you know what? I, I really pray someday, and this sounds crazy, so, like, don't shoot me, but I really pray that social media is shut down for a week or two on all, I mean, across all the boards, because I truly believe that people are using social media to escape dealing with their life, dealing with their self, dealing with their problems. And, and literally it's, it's, it's causing them to delay their healing. And I think that a lot of times, especially for me, like, especially when I had lost my daughter and I was going through all that stuff with the divorce simultaneously for me, when I felt the weight of everything, I would pick up my phone and I would scroll on social media. And Mm -hmm. and for me, before I know it, you know, an hour had passed or time had passed. And then it was time for me either to cook dinner or whatever, whatever. But I really was not dealing with the things that was before me. And there are so many people who are living lives that on social media that is completely contrary to what they are really living in their real life. And it's not even just stunting. It is not even people who are portraying to have a fabulous life, but it is the other ones that I worry about the women who are secretly crying or secretly hurting, but they're posting all these memes and all these other, this stuff that they're buying and all of this stuff to kind of put on this portrayal that, everything is okay. But, but when they lay down at night, the tears don't stop falling. And and when they're riding in the car, they're still confused. They've not even had a a day where their thoughts has been consistent because they've been so unstable. Those are the women, those are the men, those are the people that I think about. And, and before social media, people, people sat down, they dealt with things and they worked it out. And that's why the divorce rate is so high. The suicide rate is so high. The depression rate, I think they mm-hmm. said, I'm reading, you know, that's, this is the high, the depression rate is the highest it has ever been in life. And Well, I'm gonna stop you right there. You know, what's crazy is that now that mental health and like self-care and like all of that stuff is like so big, it's a buzzword, it's a trend. It has actually, you would think that that would have helped, but it's actually hurt. Yep. And I don't know, um, I don't, I, I don't really know what to feel about that. I don't know if it has just caused people to like think more and think more deeply about things, but I think it can also make people feel like, oh, I'm having a bad day. That means I'm depressed. It's like, actually, no, you're not. You're not yeah, depressed. I, I, it's just a bad day. And I think 
um, even this younger generation, they're just not attuned and um, they just don't know how to have a bad day and get up and move on. Or they don't know how to they don't know how to be honest anymore. People don't know how to be honest with themselves. I don't think in some cases people are just just really battling life and they're just going through life. But a lot of that is people are running to therapists. People are running to see people. But even when they get there to the therapist, they have lived so superficially for so long that even though they're sitting before the therapist, that even the therapist can't even get to the root of the issue because the person can't even tell you honestly. They can't even honestly say, this is the problem. This is where I'm at. But instead mm-hmm. they come in and they give enough just to get enough um, kind words or enough therapy that's that's gonna kind of rub their back or, or get them on to the next week or the next session but they're really not still not really dealing with that root issue you know I think it's just a lot of people who are living super so superficial that they don't even know who they are anymore no that's true it's it's really hard I've had to even ask myself like who am I yeah and I've had to, like, I wrote it down and I tried to answer the question like it was a test. Yeah. And it was very, very hard to describe because for me, that question, who am I? Um, You have to be able to answer that question without saying what you do. Yeah. Um, You have to be able to answer that, like, not I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, that's not who you are. Exactly. Um. And so if you sit down and you ask yourself, who am I? Because when it comes to God, you know, I am that I am. So that is, you can't define God. You know, you can't just say exactly who he is. Um, Mm -hmm. You can say who he is, but you can't, I'm trying to see how to explain this. You can't give God, all of these little adjectives, like these little miscellaneous adjectives. And because we come from him and he, you know, he created us, we have to find out who we are in him as it relates to him. Um, And so when it comes to that, it has absolutely nothing to do with your titles. Yep. And I don't think a lot of people can explain who they are without titles. And it's yep. very hard to do because we we live in a society where we attach value to our functions. Mm-hmm. It's like what we do outwardly yep. as opposed to who we are inwardly. And we're just getting to a point where people actually care about who you are as a person, your personality, what's on the inside. We're just scratching the surface of that. Yep. But we just. And that's live, why. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's why when people launch out with businesses or launch out with different things that they that when they begin to follow after their dream and they launch out and it does not go in the way that they are hoping it to go. That's why some people fall into a serious depression because they 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 put so much of their identity on this one thing working or Mm -hmm. this one thing as if that's where their fulfillment is going to come from. And it does not come from that. And, you know, I, I know I told you this before, but I talked about this on one of the prayer calls. I said, you know, I had to think about this. 
before before um my first heart rejection from a guy before I was married before I had Bailey before Bailey died before my divorce I was somebody and mm-hmm. I was a girl who just had who was filled with dreams who was filled with hopes and who knew that God had a plan for her that's all I, I was just simply that right. I was God's child knowing that God had a plan for me but what happened is life happened and then heartache came in and pain and all of those things and then it stripped away so much of me mm-hmm. that that's why I said 2019 was me literally sitting down and allowing God to restore me to that young girl to the to who I was before the the pain and before the heartache and one thing I found is that um she was still there like she was still she was just tucked away mm-hmm. and hidden and embarrassed and had shame and I, once I began to pull all that stuff off of her and just say you know what I'm not gonna let death define me I'm not gonna allow divorce to define me I'm not gonna allow my job my my bank account my car I drive, none of that stuff defines me. But what defines me is who God said I am. And that's what I've been standing in. And when I stand in that, it matters not what I lose. It matters not who choose not to be in my life. Mm -hmm. It matters not, you know, none of that stuff matters because I've learned to just stand with just me and God. That's it right there. Because I tell you, I've lost. I can't even say I lost, but because it's not a loss, but you know, we've dealt with relationships heavy, my husband and I, like losing a lot of people. And ordinarily, the first thing that I would do, because, you know, I've told y'all that I have had a time with friendships, relationships, and all that kind of stuff. But this Mm -hmm. was the first time that I, I realized that losing someone is not a reflection of me, necessarily. I'm not saying that it's the other person, but I have to just continue to worry about who God says that I am because I cannot continue to listen to people really try to tell me what I did to them, who I am, what I need to fix. It was just too much. Mm -hmm. It was overbearing down from anyone, just honestly, friends um, in my marriage um, in business, business partners. Um, I just had to get back to that fearlessness that I used to have. I used mm-hmm. to have this unwavering fearlessness. Like I, I ran my business, <clears throat> my businesses, like when I was a teenager or in college, but I just felt like I could do anything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't even have half of the resources that I have now. And with all of the resources that I have, the things that I have access to, for some reason, I just felt like I wasn't able or capable. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds crazy to all of y'all listening. A lot of times it sounds crazy to Betty, (laughs) but I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. No, because fear, fear is crippling. It mm -hmm. fear really paralyzes you. It does. My, my therapist, like, Being in therapy, I will say this, like, my therapist was so good. I just needed a, I needed a sounding board, which is really what a therapist is. Um, 
but you have a lot of work that you have to do. And what I hadn't experienced in other therapy sessions was she gave like real deal homework. Like, and I, and I actually, cause sometimes I would get some homework from therapists and I wouldn't do it. And then I come back to the next session. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get a chance to, but I actually like wrote it down, made a folder in my phone and like really did the work. So we were really like tackling things as it went. And that was beneficial to me because what she, I would say certain things and she would be like, why? Like when I got um, the job with Rotimi for the interior design, I got the pictures back and I was like, I don't want to post it. She's like, why? And I'm like, um, I had no answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I got to go ahead and post it then because I can't mm-hmm. come up with one excuse as to why it's a bad idea to post these pictures. Yeah. It's completely just asinine. Just I don't, I don't understand, but like you said, fear is crippling. Like I felt like I could not move. I felt like I was in a straight jacket and I've been doing a lot of work and I have not been showing it. And that's something you would call me up. I'll just be on my merry way. And you're like, mm-hmm. um, so you just did all this great stuff. Yeah. And I be, do I be fussy? <laughs> no, but you just like, you did all this great stuff and you didn't post any of it. Yeah. And I really had no reason for it. It wasn't even that, like, I felt like it wasn't good enough because it was obviously beautiful. I just, I don't know. It's a real crazy feeling. And, like, that's something that I have been just working, just working on bit by bit. Like, we tackled so many things in therapy from my marriage, then me and Luther, we've been doing a lot of work in our marriage and we've gotten to a really good place. Then when we're talking about my brother in prison, um, that's been super hurtful because he just got transferred to a a max security prison and he's Mm -hmm. only 20. So he's super scared and you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So that's been a whole thing. Um, then dealing with like Maven and dealing with all these different things. It's just, it was just a lot. And I felt like, I just felt like I I could, I didn't have anything to say. (laughs) I just felt like I had zero to say to anyone. But then God started to put on my heart, like this last maybe 60 days. It's like, I just had this urge to help people again and see how I can be a resource to somebody Mm -hmm. because I really had to do a lot of work. And so now, you know, I called you like, what's up with the podcast? Yes. (laughs) Like we need to get back out here because we've both been doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I know you've been taking like major steps, super major steps. And I'm so proud of you. I'm going to go ahead and pub it. What's behind your selfie is coming to Atlanta this summer. (laughs) (laughs) and it's gonna be at the jay divine event studio so that is going to be amazing i'm so so excited about that and i've just been that's been something that's keeping me motivated to get the office where i want it to be because i want it to be perfect for you your office is already nice like i don't even know like what you are even talking about girl i'm so particular i done had them take all the light switch plates off because they was (laughs) off white and i wanted white white 
<laughs> yes, that I love that about you though. Like I really do. And like y'all, Jamila, like I'm telling you, like she is calm, but she is really like a warrior. And like she will, you can call her and you have all these ideas and you will like just be running off at the lips like I do. And she'll be like, okay, what's what's the first step? Like let's get the first <laughs> step in place and then we'll work from there. And that that's one thing I love about her. And that's one thing I love about our relationship because we really do draw from each other. And the reason why this podcast works so well is because we really do work well in real life. And, you know, um, I'm that praying girl. And she is that, that, that girl that is wise, that can like give you the business aspect as well as pray with you too. Like, you know, so I, I, I truly um, hope, I always hope that when we do record that you guys, feel feel how genuine we are and mm-hmm. just really know our hearts behind the why we're doing this. We're doing this because, you know, we really believe in the lessons and the things that we're walking through and we really believe in just encouraging other people, you know? Yeah, that's that's literally all that I want to do is yeah. just be I just I just want to walk people through what God did for us mm-hmm. and what he continues to do for us. And just mm-hmm. to let people know that he's there and that he is walking with you or with them through everything. Uh, one one big thing that Betty did, what was this, like a month ago or two months ago? You, She was just like, the enemy is basically alive and well. Yes. He's trying to attack your family. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I was just minding my business and she called me and I'm like doing my work, trying to be productive, but not being productive because I'm just feeling so just riddled with just anxiety and everything else. But I'm like just trying to push through because I don't know what it is exactly. I just know it doesn't feel good. Right. It's like, y'all need to get back into church because I'm going to be honest with y'all. We had not been to church. We've probably been to church maybe six times last year. And we used to go every single Sunday or at least two to three Sundays out the month if we weren't mm-hmm. traveling. And she was like, you guys need to get back into church. Um, She would check in. She would. She already brought up the fact that we needed to go to church a few times throughout the year. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. But then we're like, just we're gone or sleeping in because I had an event. So I'm like tired. And it's like, there's literally no excuse not to, if not be in church, not have your time with God Mm -hmm. daily, you know, at least a few times throughout the week. Because at the end of the day, I just really, I've been convicted in a lot of ways about how I treat my relationship with God. You know, we will be on time for the things that we want to be on time for that honestly might not even be beneficial to us or they don't really give much. Like you in time for your hair appointment, your nail appointment. If someone has a birthday party or a baby shower, you're trying to make sure that you're on time. You're making sure that you look good, that you smell good. It's like when I go to church, I try to make sure, because my church is kind of like a come as you are kind of church. So I'll be in there legging and uggs and stuff. But it's like, <laughs> I want to give God 
my best. And I know that's what came of the Sunday's best. That's where that comes from. Yeah. It's really coming before God fresh and ready to receive what he has. Yeah. And so we've gotten to a point where it's just like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to fall through. You know, people be wearing cat suits to church. They eyelashes look like they're about to fly away. Like, I don't we, even know. <laughs> we y'all need to, okay. So I see we need to have like a intervention. <laughs> a for mass la- intervention. Only for the lashes. <laughs> <laughs> no, those lashes are not Sunday lashes. Those are club lashes. Okay. They are two inches long. Like yeah, I they 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 are a lot. I don't understand. Yeah. Now I love me some good lashes, but I. I probably don't. I don't even. There's nothing wrong with lashes, but just no more club lashes at the church. Um, but you know, and the club heels be like six inch platform heels That's for terrible. why? Yeah, for why? Like, mm-hmm. don't you want? I want to be comfortable still, so yeah. I wear my flats. I don't do kitten heels. Sorry to all of you who wear kitten heels, but I just I don't. Don't. I don't. I know you're tall, so you wear kitten heels, but I just don't. They make my feet hurt. Really? Yeah, taller heels actually feel better than kitten heels. Um, maybe because I'm like a zero to a hundred kind of person, so I'm either flats or like six inch heels or five inch yeah. heels. So, but yeah, no, I'm gonna wear my flats. I am not wearing Uggs to church anymore. Um, mm-hmm. just because, just out of respect for God. Only because how I present myself in other spaces and other realms, there's no excuse as to why I can't put forth the same effort. Now, if I'm not that kind of person, you know, I I can get glammed up with the best of them. But if that wasn't who I was, it wouldn't be an issue. But because I know how I can get down, I need to make sure that I keep that same energy, as people like to say. Yeah. So it's been a beautiful experience just getting back into the word luther and i we have our bibles he got his man bible i have my woman bible um that makes my heart smile i'm just smiling yeah and and it's you know people have been feeling shame around christianity and christ and i know i have talked to you guys about my meditation and all of that and that doesn't mean that i am not um a christian or that i don't believe in god i think people feel like it has to be mutually exclusive and we've talked about this and in some ways it does um you do have to make sure that you are following um the word a certain kind of way because all other religions do that so we have to do that as well but it's just been so good and i haven't done it because i'm like i just need some blessings i just need Whatever it's like, I just needed clarity. And you know, mm-hmm. I talked to you about mm-hmm. Instagram when we are looking, we're like vetting people. Whenever we're trying to choose um someone that we want to purchase from, or maybe we want to go to a coach or whatever, we're we're looking for credentials and receipts, right? Right. We need to know that they are about their stuff, that they are the real deal that they have some experience, that they've been around, you know, a long time. That's what we look for when we're trying to purchase from someone, invest in someone, spend time with someone, even dating. You just want to vet someone to make sure that they are who they say they are. 
Right. So then when it comes to the Bible, everyone is on social media like, oh, the Bible ain't real. Or so-and-so wrote the Bible. Or it was written by man. Regardless. You know, and they say irregardless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Regardless of that, the Bible has been around for thousands of years. I think it's thousands. It is thousands. It's definitely thousands. It's thousands of years, not hundreds. It's been around for thousands of years. Um, Many people, millions, if not billions of people, follow it, practice it. The Bible itself is the receipt. But we have been convinced that we need to question something that is longstanding, that has been, you know, Tried and tested and true. It is followed by millions, if not billions of people. It is an ancient text, but we want to question it. But then we will go ahead and spend time and invest in and be a fan of the Kardashians or a celebrity or, you know, an influencer or even Mm -hmm. someone who is an influencer or like a Um, a coach, a life coach, a self-help, self-development guru who speaks and quotes the Bible, but we would rather get our word from them than just get it straight from the source. Exactly. And so I've been convicted in that because for me, authenticity is big for me and not wavering and not, you know, because being a private Failure in a public success means that you're you're inconsistent. Like it's yeah. it's a it's double minded. As, mm-hmm. as you always remind me about being double minded, that is something that I do not want to be. Yeah. So I because just thank you. I know I said a lot, but I just thank you for staying on me because that's what a friend does. Mm-hmm. That's what a real friend does. They're yeah. not gonna clap for your your foolishness. Yeah. 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 And I I think, you know, you know, my position just on the word of God and just knowing that, you know, being in community with other believers and others who, you know, who who are walking this life just as you are, but have that same faith and have that same hope. That's that's kind of where you draw your strength from on Sunday mornings, you know, just being amongst other believers and you know I can talk to you because I remember that day like I called and I think I was probably a little fussy that day too <laughs> you know I know you say I'm not fussy but I, I do get this tone where like I point my finger and stuff but <laughs> it's from it's really my heart pointing to mm-hmm. her heart saying no this is like I don't care what you get because there is a scripture that says except the Lord builds a house they that build it labor in vain and except the Lord watch over the um, town, you know, that you watch it in vain. So if if God isn't the center, if he's not the foundation of the things that you are building, you are building in vain. So that mm-hmm. means that you can build a multi-million dollar company and you can prosper in those multi-million dollars. But I can guarantee you, you will not have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Neither will you have the grace of God to be able to handle the things that you have built mm-hmm. and at any moment it can become it can crumble down because exactly. God has to be the foundation and I think that 
so many times people say that, oh, I'm Christian or God is this and God is that. And, and they say that with their lips, but their heart is far from him. And you can tell where someone's heart is by how they spend their money, how they spend their time and, and the, the decisions that they make. You know, so I that was my thing with you. Like, yes, I, I just I, I saw I know that, like I said, when you don't build your life on a sound foundation, it your life crumbles. And I built my life on a sound foundation. And guess what? When things did start to fall apart, I was broken, but I knew that God was going to rebuild me. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a shame to build it on a fallow ground or some unstable place or some other means of unstable of person. Yes, mm-hmm. of religion. And when it falls, then you have to go back to the builder anyway. So that's my mm-hmm. whole thing. I want you to be sound spiritually, mentally, physically, um, all of that. I want you to be all the way together. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to be all the way together. All, so all the, <laughs> so that when things do fall apart, it's not, oh, Jesus, Lord, help me. Like, you know, and that's God's promise to us. It's not that things are going to just be great. You know, yeah. people treat him like a genie, like, God, can I have this? Or please, God, make this happen. And it, it just doesn't happen that way. But the only promise that he, he gave is that he will be there. Yep. And it's a lot of people in this life and in this world who say they're going to be there and then they leave. Yeah. So that he is says when your mother and your father forsake you, like he knew like there is so crazy how just even looking at the Bible, like how he, he, he went to two of the most important people that any of us will ever have our mm-hmm. mother and, uh, and our father. So then when you look at friends and you look at boyfriends and you look at all of these other people who at some point has forsaken us or has decided that they don't want to do life with us anymore. Mm-hmm. He had already covered it. Cause he said, you know, he, he will never leave. And that is something that I want you guys to hang on to, especially in 2020, right. just in case this is Jamila. Now listen, mm-hmm. there is a meme that says everyone is celebrating saying 2020 is going to be their year, but they don't know that um, 2020 is going to be, um, 2019 plus like the phone. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So if you are in a, a 2019 plus season, because it's still February, we're still early on. It's the new year. The new year was just three days ago. I know it does. Like that. So happy new year to everybody. Cause I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> but if that, if that is your truth, if things are kind of still the same, or you're still battling with things like you have to be encouraged in knowing that, you know, um, you're going to get through it and, and you still have a future and you still have a hope. So, yeah. And it's just because 2020 looks like a really pretty number. It looks like, man, I'm supposed to do some stuff because 2020, that just looks like things are supposed to happen because that's yeah. how I look. It's a new decade. Like it's it's fresh and we just feel like we got to hit the ground running. Um, but I really have a lot of peace because I feel like we did not feel like new year new me (laughs) it was more so this was like the last six months even from the time we got off of this podcast it was just work being done that has prepared us for this moment like Mm -hmm. I took a break from you know doing Ryan's um Ryan's Divine Angels RDA like I just didn't do it 
I just couldn't do it. Because you were saving it for the the comeback. This the comeback. comeback RDA, okay? Oh, Lord. She's doing Listen. it. She's doing it. <laughs> Listen. Because in 2017, that's when I started Jade Divine Events. And it was cute. It was nice. Little yellow. Little flowers. Sam's Club flowers. But Ryan now. Devine. That's when you started Ryan Devine. What, 2017? Yeah, you said Jay Devine. No, I started Jay Devine and Ryan's Devine. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I'm just saying the way that I know it's really not about how it looks, but for me, it is about how it looks because I feel like we have been through so much that we deserve to relish in a beautiful environment because we're beautiful people. So I just can't wait for what we're going to cook up for RDA moving forward. Like, I... And I know me and you have talked about, like, we don't want everything to be about infant loss. No. Because grief surrounds not just that, but just life, like relationships, divorce, um, marriage, um, kids, raising children, losing a loved one, losing a friend, um, even losing a celebrity such as Kobe, rest in peace to Kobe and Gianna. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of grief and it's like Mm -hmm. just teaching people what we have learned so far about bouncing back. And that starts with, like you said, having that foundation in God. So when you feel like you've fallen, you really have not fallen to such a deep, you know, despair because if you have that foundation, things will turn around quickly. But yep. you have to trust him. Yep. And that's the thing. You can't try to figure it out. You don't need to go buy a class. You don't need to go um, change this, change that. You don't have to change all of these different things. You just got to get right into the word. Because I used to feel like I had to be perfect in order to pray. Like I thought I had to pray right. I thought I had to have this whole setup. That looks so airy and beautiful. You know, I'm just like, I got to get in where I fit in because the most important thing is just having time with him, however that is. But I do strive to have that really peaceful time. But I don't let the fact that it's not going to be perfect deter me from getting that time however I can get it. Whether it's in the car, you know, in the parking lot or wherever. But that is the main thing. Because I feel like everyone has tried so many things. Like, I know if you're listening, you have probably downloaded so many ebooks, um, mm. classes. You just download all kinds of stuff. You started joining groups and Facebook groups and hiring a coach and doing all of this stuff. But none of those things are going to work until you get into the word. Yep, until you get to the root too, because You're right. prayer, I'm telling you, will change your life. And Jamila knows, like Jamila will call me or I'll call her. And if she brings something up mid-conversation, I'm come on, let's pray. In <laughs> Jesus' name. Like I cause mm-hmm. I just truly believe in the power of prayer. I truly believe in that. And sometimes we get so caught up in advice and counsel and all of these things when sometimes You just simply need to take the matter to God. Right. And you would tell me that. And I'm like, I have. And it's just still not working. (laughs) It is not working. I'm about to go get some more crystals. 
because I can clear out this energy. But it's we and just, I'm like, no, throw the crystals out. I know, throw the rocks away. Throw but away. you know, it's just we have really gone through it this year, and I feel like we've gone through it together. And I don't regret anything, and I don't regret us taking a whole year off. But it's really not a year. It's really like eleven months and like seventeen days. But you know, <laughs> that's fine. We're we're here and we're back, and I'm proud that we're back. And I'm so excited for all the things to come. We have what's behind your selfie coming. We have the angel family brunch because I'm making it about the family so that we can include the fathers. Um, I think that we do a lot for moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're leaving the dads behind. And so when we wonder about why our relationships are so up the wall, it's because we're not, men aren't afforded the same resources as women, even though men have more rights technically, but especially as families of color, it's just a different landscape. So I want to help out the family as a whole, the grandma, the aunts, everybody who's affected by it, but there's nothing for them. Yeah. There's no angel aunt's brunch. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing for those or angel siblings, you know? Yeah. Like yep. it's a, it's about everybody and it's about healing the family, not just giving the mom some chicken and waffles. Like we about to really turn <laughs> turn mm-hmm. things up and make sure <laughs> that we are effective. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for you as well. And tell everybody what what's behind your selfie is going to entail. Because we need to pub. We're going we to do. Pub. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, what's behind your selfie is just this idea that um, the Lord had given me a few years ago. And essentially, it's a group of women that comes together. Um, I typically have a panel of women. So, I'll have a, about five women. We sit up there and we share our story. And the um thing the i guess the premise behind what's behind your selfie is that many times we hide behind pictures we hide behind usies we hide behind this uh persona of how we want people to view us mm-hmm. when really behind that selfie or really behind that usy a lot of times it's domestic abuse or there's verbal abuse or there's physical mm-hmm. physical abuse or depression and discouragement but you never can tell it because people are beat their faces all together and all these things so what we do is we come together we um share stories we have like Q&A we eat and then the end of the night we always end it with prayer and I can tell y'all this like last time I think that everyone like cried their eyelashes off because like (laughs) when I pray like I really pray and like yes God has given me a gift to be able to read you without you telling me Mm-hmm. So when I pray, it comes out and you're like, how did you know that? And I'm like, I didn't yep. know it. Like God knows. So it's one of those things. So I think that if you are listening, you do not want to miss out. I have already had a, quite a few people who are saying they are coming down and they're coming. So, yeah, we'll give you guys more info on that. Yes. And I think in the next couple episodes, we'll be able to link. You know, because we're going to be professional podcasters and we're going to link below in the show notes. We will. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that we have going on so that you guys can buy tickets, um, get information and like follow what we're doing because we're turning everything up. This is not a new year, new us. This is a lot in the making, a lot of trial and error. And I'm just excited to share. 
Yes. And we're going to start a petition for Betty to become a pastor. Um, oh she's going to be mad, but, you know, <laughs> be on the lookout for the petition because I'm trying to tell her that she she just needs to do it because that's just who she is. And y'all know that that's who she is. Yeah, I probably heard and I probably sound real preachy, but it's just always in me. But listen, the same day we start my petition, can we go ahead and reach uh, out to HGTV uh, so we can get Jamila on HGTV? No, and then want, I want to be on own. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. own. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on own. That's my, that's my aspiration. That, that is what, I do. I want to be on TV. So I'm just put that out there. I'm not going to act like, you know, people be trying to act cool about it. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. No, I, I really would. I would. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, so, I, agree. I agree. So we're definitely going after everything that we want. Um, we're going to start structuring the podcast a little bit, having some segments. I don't really know. We haven't talked about guests yet. I don't really know because I just love I think we just have a great time here. Um, but we will kind of section it off a little bit and we will also, we have an email for questions and advice as well. So we're going to keep putting that out. So you guys know that it's there and, um, do like some listener letters and questions. Cause I get Betty as well as myself, we get a lot of questions in our DMS just randomly. Yeah. So now we'll be able to answer it. And I'm sure because we're all going through the same things. Um, it'll help you guys as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. We I know. It. I can't believe they they stuck around this long because I feel like we've been like chatting for a really long time. I know. Well, you always think it's long. And I told y'all last season, if it ain't 60 minutes, I don't want it. I know. So <laughs> I just don't. I don't have time for a 12-minute podcast, but why? Because I'll be doing 30 minutes of encouragement and prayer. And right at 30 minutes, if I'm if I'm knee deep in a prayer and my eye peek and I do a quick peek and it's past 30 minutes, I'm like, okay. You're like, all right. Yep. Praise Jesus. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Let's go. But I, you know, we'll try to keep it. No, we're not. Like I said, it's 60 minutes. Like if it ain't 60 minutes, I don't want it. But we're not going to force it at yep. the end of the day. Um. But yeah, we don't force things. It's it's just natural. We don't, and that's why we're we're a little hesitant to segment the show, just because we like to let things flow because it's really just coming from the heart. Right?